We're on the final leg of a float down the Buffalo River in the Arkansas Ozarks, making stops that ranger interpreter Kevin Middleton has selected to spotlight for us. And this is the final segment of our series celebrating the 50th anniversary of the creation of a park called the Buffalo National River. We're in the middle section of the park at a place with a name that just depends on who's pronouncing it. This is one I particularly enjoy. Um, it's called or spelled the Narrows, N-A-R-R-O-W-S, but the local pronunciation is the Nars, more like N-A-R-S. That's how it's been known um, since I've first heard about it and probably way before that. It's near a place called Woolham on the river. It's, that's a fairly remote um, crossing of the river. There's a small campground there. Richland Creek, which is one of the major tributaries, flows into the buffalo um, very near here, this spot. And it, in fact, it's one of the things that helped create the NARS. What it is is a, is, a, is a tall bluff, but it's a very narrow bluff. On one side, directly underneath you, is the Buffalo River. On the other side is Richland Creek, and at one time, Richland Creek flowed on the opposite side from the Buffalo. So over the, the, the many, many years, it wore away. So it's a very narrow bluff, and in places, it's only about a yard wide. So you walk across this narrow, rocky spine. You have a beautiful view looking up and down the Buffalo River. Um, and then you turn around and you're looking up and down the Richland Creek uh, Valley, which is one of the prettiest valleys up and down the river. It's sort of a unique experience. Um, there's stories that that, uh, uh, that that was the route used by a lot of the settlers that lived in the area. There's a story of a, of a hunter who had lost his his uh, dog, hunting dogs, up there and carried a dog under each arm across that narrow, narrow uh, spot in the middle of the night one time. Let's move down to the lower river, one of the more popular trails on the river, the Indian Rock House Trail. It has some cave features, sinkholes, uh, small caves, waterfalls, it follows a really pretty creek, and it, um, the, de the in, end destination is the Indian Rock House, which is a huge overhanging bluff that the native people lived in. It's got sort of a skylight in it, um, one place where the rock is broken away, so there's sort of a um, what I call a skylight that shines uh, light down into it. And way back on one side of it, you can always hear water running in a mysterious kind of... Um, it looks almost like a cave off to the left, and there's always a water sounds, and at certain times of the year there is water pouring out of it. So the people that lived there would have always had a, a great water source. And uh, as you work your way back up the trail, you follow interesting little creek with lots of, uh, where the rock is worn away, little waterfalls and interesting features, and you end up in... Um, quarry area and that goes back to the history of the ccc who built the buffalo point area it was originally buffalo river state park before the buffalo national river was here and then later became part of the national river 
but it was built by the CCC um, that existed in the 1930s. There's also the Buffalo Point Campground is right there. If you like camping, it's the only place that has full hookups on the river. And there's a beautiful um, bluff, painted bluff is right there, beautiful swimming hole. So there's a lot to do there at Buffalo Point on the lower river. It's called the Rock House for a reason. Without doubt, pre-Columbian people sheltered, worked, cooked, and ate there, venturing out to fish and hunt and gathering in to tell their stories in sleep. Our final stop on this tour with Kevin Middleton calls up a much later era. Rush Historic Mining District in the Lower River. And it's really, a, there's an old ghost town of Rush. There's a great story um, that Rush became a, a, a boom town because of mining, and, and mainly they were mining zinc. And uh, zinc was uh, prevalent in parts of the Ozarks, several places along the Buffalo River. The town of Ponca came into being uh, as a boom town. In the late 1800s and on through the World War I era, zinc and other related ores were important for creating alloys, especially those used in munitions. Now when you drive there and nobody lives there, there's a few old buildings, um, there's a campground, there's access to the river, and you see a few ruins of some other buildings and you think, well, this couldn't have been very much, but several thousand people lived there. There's a hiking trail. You can go up to the mine level. There's some information boards that tell you about the smelters. Right by the road, a, a big bubbling spring that just boils out of the ground right there, and that was one of the main water sources for the people that live there. And uh, if you do hike that trail that goes up to the mine openings, you'll go. You'll see quite a number of mines. You'll see one or two old buildings along the way. Most of the buildings are now gone. You can see enormous piles of rock and spoils that came out of all the mines um, as, that they discarded after they dug the ore out. Rush is also the last point where you can begin a float. It's 23 miles downriver to where the buffalo joins the White River, a place of transition. You can make a transition of your own, continuing to explore the Buffalo National River virtually. The Buffalo National River website guides you through possible floats, hikes, camping sites, and other facilities. It's a guide for planning your own visit to this place, and the BNR Facebook page is a trove of visual and informational glimpses into facets of the jewel that is this park. If you find the video section of it, you can scroll through and look for the Boxley Gristmill Tour and rejoin Kevin Middleton far up the river, where he walks you through the heart of yet another era of human settlement along the river. The Buffalo River Partners offer support in the virtual realm, just as they do in the real world. On their BNR Partners website, Board President Terry Martindale explains. There's an event page, there's a volunteer page, projects page, a gallery of pictures, and on every page you're going to have an opportunity to join the partners, and we encourage you to do that. In another part of our conversation with Terry, she remembered her family's earliest encounters with the buffalo. Uh, we floated from uh, the Ponca area down to Steel Creek, 
And little did we know that that was one of the more challenging parts of the river. <laughs> and, but, but that was uh, one of our very first experiences. And uh, we knew that we wanted our kids to, to grow up with, with the Buffalo National River and the mountains as their playground. Perhaps on your first visit here, you'll feel something like that. Through the ages, through the Ozarks of Arkansas running free, through the limestone carving out of home long before you and me, it's a river, a legend, a dream. More than just another mountain stream The Buffalo, Buffalo, 